Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the All Sports Podcast devoted to your favorite teams in North Texas. Welcome to Ballsy, a production of the Dallas Morning News and Sports Day. Our weekly show is proudly hosted. Okay, strike that. Our show is hosted by Kevin Sherrington, Evan Grant, and myself. I'm David Moore, and who knows, maybe we'll have a special guest or two along the way. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the Dallas Cowboys. Catch other episodes by subscribing to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. We're also on social media. Just search Ballsy Podcast on Facebook and Twitter, and you'll be notified of the latest episode. Don't forget, it's Ballsy with a Z. Are you ready, sports fans? Ballsy starts now. Hello, everybody. Welcome into Ballsy, the Sports Day DFW Dallas Morning News Sports Podcast. I am Kevin Sherrington, joined in the studio today by... Evan Grant and David Moore. It's a full house. This is great. Uh, lots of stuff to talk about today. Yes, yeah, so why don't we get to it, Kevin? Holy cow. <laughs> First of all, I was here on time and you were not. That's not true. That's a lie. And and then you had to tell us all about your trip to, to Texas, to, to Central Texas, you know, while I was chomping at the bit to get talking about the news of the day. And, and you did not want to do that. Okay, let's go. All right, here we go. In three. Oh no, we've already done that. Uh, okay, so the the Cowboys have uh, apparently named a head coach. Apparently, yeah. yeah. There was there was a apparently broad, there was a broadcaster in Austin in the eighties, and he would he would kind of lean into the camera a little bit, and he would always everything was prefaced by apparently. <laughs> so that apparently it happened well since we're on that tangent and my trip i will just say that i was we we watched a little bit of a newscast after um the texans uh game on yes uh saturday, saturday, I guess it was. saturday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh the san antonio sportscaster literally he had a bottle of water in his hand and he did a spit take on camera <laughs> on camera on camera did a spit take with the bottle of water after playing some clip i, I guess it was from bill o'brien but uh it was um, that was a first and wow. uh, i wish i had had a re uh, a rewind button in the hotel but i did not <laughs> well, that's too bad who was it it was sunday i don't know yes. i don't know what that guy's name was well it wasn't dan cook we you know what that. his first name was evan i do remember that evan. who's the dan antonio it just now came evan. to you <laughs> and it just now came to you yeah Evan, no, no very forgettable, very right. forgettable so, name. Anyway, yeah, it's yeah we can move on. So the, the Cowboys named that Mike McCarthy guy as the uh, as the ninth head coach in the history of the franchise, <laughs> eighth by Jerry. You know, so uh, that's always interesting to me, isn't it? Eight by Jerry, one by everybody else. And it was an unusual run there for the first one. Yeah, it was. It certainly was that. Um, and, uh, and, and I, and I think that, uh, uh, maybe there was an opinion that I thought that that was not a good hire. It was, I didn't, it, I never said it wasn't a good hire. I, I made the comment that he had the most talented quarterback in the history of the NFL, in my opinion, and won one Super Bowl 
We'll see what he can do with with Dak Prescott. Um, Which is a good good point to foreshadow for a later question uh, yeah. in a later podcast about what would you do to win one world championship? True that, you know, because if you look at all the guys, current active coaches. What could who, you be alluding to? I have no idea, yeah. but, but that went straight over Kevin's head because he just idea. had a point he wanted to get out. Yeah, that's true. I'm thinking, I can only think of one thing at a time. <laughs> Is uh, the, uh, no, that there were, well, what I was thinking of was the fact that we ran a little uh, um, graphic that showed all the head coaches. I guess they were active head coaches of one Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. And only one has won more than one. Yes, only course, one, and that is Bill Belichick. And then there's a list of like six or seven guys, active guys, who have won one. And Mike McCarthy is in that list. Yes, he is. Um, and, and you know, one of the things in doing some research, I found a story. that list will grow this year, uh, or someone yes, will, will get two. That's yes. true. Oh, that's a great yes. point. I hadn't thought about that. Um, is that um, um, there was a there was a really good story done uh, by Bleacher Report last spring. Uh, talking about kind of the what happened to Mike in Green Bay and the relationship, or the lack of a relationship, I guess you'd say, with uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, over the years. Uh, a lot of interesting detail in there. Some of it I, I'm a little seems a little dubious to me, but they, but they apparently talked to a lot of people. Uh, I hadn't heard a lot of pushback from people saying that oh this is all bogus. So um, it, it but it was just interesting about the history of that, it, and I and I think what lends a little credibility. Well, the history goes back before McCarthy was even there. When McCarthy, <laughs> yeah. well, it goes back to the fact that when McCarthy was in San Francisco, and when the San Francisco staff, headed by Mike Nolan, uh, picked Alex Smith number one, yes. that apparently Aaron Rodgers was very upset by that. And held that against Mike McCarthy, even when he came to Green yes. Bay as the head yes. coach. Well, I mean, I think it's I. I think it's all it's it's very he, as you've said. He's whether he's the most talented quarterback in the history of the NFL or in the on the medal stand somewhere. Yeah, he's a great quarterback. I think it's also pretty well documented. He's a, he's something of a diva, and he he yeah, does sure he does I he does play with with that. I, I did notice in his interview with with Aaron Andrews after after the game on on <clears throat> Sunday mm-hmm. that um, uh, in, in I think he, I don't I don't re- recall which receiver he was talking about, but he talked about you know one of the late catches and said, "Well, I wish he'd have stayed in bounds." You, you know, there's. There's always some level of criticism that Aaron Rodgers appears to be sending somewhere. Yeah, it was interesting. I saw a clip the other day, not that this is the Aaron Rodgers podcast, but uh, I saw a clip the other day when he was drafted and a reporter asked him, are you upset that San Francisco didn't you know, draft you? And he said, no, but I can tell you that San Francisco will be upset that they didn't draft me. <laughs> and you know some of that. Some of that. And it was. A, it was very. It wasn't. It wasn't a smiling. And it know. wasn't in good. In, in, no. Yeah. And and that fuels some guys, right? I mean, that's sure. what some guys need. A lot to, of guys are. Yeah. A lot of guys who felt they should have been taken higher turn that into the motivation for their entire career. But I'll say nobody in this league wanted me. Now look at me. And to ask guys at this point in time to be completely gracious, it just kind of runs against who they are as as competitors and, and sure. what fuels them. Um, it fueled Randy Moss's entire career. Yeah. So, so yeah, there's a, there's a lot of that out there, and and, and but my point which was which could that, also be foreshadowing to another topic later on. No, no, we're not we're not foreshadowing. May I say another point on that? To Go ahead. McCar- I, I find it interesting because, again, Mike McCarthy, from everything I've read and talking to people, is certainly not all at fault in the relationship with with Aaron Rodgers. It really no. was both of them and and other people interceding and and a lot of things, but. 
I do find it interesting that knowing that that's the narrative out there, knowing that is what a lot of people assign to why uh, his otherwise successful tenure in Green Bay came to an end. I do find it interesting that after the Wednesday press conference, when he said, you know, of course, one of the questions was, have you contacted Dak? Well, no, I haven't had a chance to contact him yet. You know, we'll, we'll get to that. Well, then on Friday, he goes through and he does what they call the car wash, where he does all the local TV stations, all the radio stations. So, of course, a natural question to follow up is, well, have you had a chance to contact Dak? No, I haven't gotten around to that yet. <laughs> now, that's going to be, that has already been elevated above where it probably, look, and Dak is, his personality profile is much different from Aaron Rodgers. Oh, and, absolutely. And Dak Prescott. Dak won't take that necessarily. No, Dak is slight. not sitting there going, hey, what's going on? He had problems with Rob, but, but a lot of people on the outside are. And all it takes is a simple text to say, hey, look, really look forward to meeting you. Slammed right now, putting my staff together. Uh, I'll get back to you, like, you know, as soon as I can. You know, you're, you know, you do that, you cover yourself, and you go, oh, yeah, we text it. Right. Yeah, I, I was. Uh, so I, I think that was a, that was a, if you want to talk about a guy with a, a 10 ear early, I mean, that is, I think that's an example of it. And I know he's, that he, putting together his staff takes precedence at the moment because that's fast and furious if you want to get who, who, you know, to, if you want to get in here, who you want. But uh, I, I mean, I, I think, a, you know, to tell Jerry or to tell the coordinator or, or, or to tell Steven, say, hey, let me give me an hour and give me a phone less. And yeah, let me just reach out to, sure. you know, some of the core players that we know are going to be here next year. with Ezekiel Elliott, I know everyone's telling you I never run the ball. I'll run the ball with you. Right. <laughs> just and, I mean, just something. Really, it doesn't sure. even have to be that. It's just, look, hey, I'm looking forward to working yeah, with can't you. Can't wait. Yeah. We're, we're putting together a great staff. We're all going to do great things together. Send a group text. Yeah. You know, I haven't set it up and sent the group text. Yeah, and I have to say, no, I've never been around Mike McCarthy until that press conference. Well, so, and that's I, I want to ask both of your impressions of that press. What, what you took away from the press conference? Well, well, two things. One was that uh, now I don't even know Mike's reputation, is, but apparently he's not a players kind of coach. I mean, it, if it indicates to me if you're not reaching out to the players immediately, certainly mm-hmm. your key players, then you're really not a players coach. It doesn't mean you're a bad guy. It just means that hey, it's my way or the highway kind of thing here. I'm, I'm yeah, a little coach. more sure. Yeah, yeah, a little bit more of that, which is not necessarily a bad thing. You know, you know, maybe that's maybe that's what's going this team needs. You know, is a mm-hmm. little bit more of that if that's what the, the case is. The 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 two things to me were I was really blown away by the fact that he was clearly emotional, uh, just describing the story of of him and Jerry. And of course, Jerry's always emotional, so we're used to mm-hmm. that. Maybe he's not used to seeing a seventy seven year old man cry, uh, and maybe that's what made him emotional talking about the two of them as the job was offered. You know, apparently, uh, and I thought that was all pretty genuine. You know, the fact that they were both so emotional about that and so funny, and Jerry telling the crazy Jerry stories. Like, you know, I heard bells. Bells. And that whole thing about his sister getting divorced. Divorced. I'm sure she was where that was going, yeah. I was glad she, I'm sure she was glad to be thrown under the bus like that. But anyway, um, the second thing was he never said at any point and had a couple of opportunities, and I was going to ask the question again, uh, but then Rich cut it off with Jacques, of all people. He got, let Jacques get the last question. And I had my hand up, and the guy was handing me the microphone. Uh, was that, he never really said, "Hey, you know what? The end there at Green Bay. I, I'm 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 responsible for that too." 
It didn't end well. You know I mean, this is a team that went four seven and one when you got fired, and the next year with a new coach, they went thirteen and three, and now they're making their way through the playoffs. I think Mike would argue that's because of the culture and talent he put in place. Yeah, which apparently didn't work with him anymore. Uh, but the la- but the last couple of years were not good in Green Bay. No, and I think at that point, if if Mike's doing all this soul searching and he's doing all this thing where he's going to the barn and he's sitting out there with you know with I guess Jim Haslett didn't get a job after all. Uh, we'll see. He could still be a special. I mean, he could be an assistant head coach for all we know. Well, he could be. Uh, that maybe that's going to work out for him. But anyway, that was one or of the consultant. Coaches, He'll be around. That was one of the coaches he had in the barn with him, and they, as he went through this whole period of reflection, you know, uh, without a job, and and he's kind of reinventing himself, and he's embracing analytics and all these different things. But in all of that, he doesn't. the The chance he gets to say something now is that you know what. When someone asks you, what about that ending and, and what did you learn from that? Basically, he didn't. He, there wasn't anything he said he learned from that, that ending, what happened in Green Bay. And I, I, I would like to see a little growth there. I'd like to see a little guy, a, a guy say, you, you know what? I, I, I got some things wrong there, too. Uh, and, I, and I've learned a lot. From, he did say he's learned a lot. Mm-hmm. You know? so the, and, that, and that's the issue for me. Why did you feel you had to learn anything? if he didn't do anything wrong, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I think that was his concession that, yeah, okay, I did something wrong. It's hard, it's hard for competitors it. to say I made to, to say the words mistakes or sorry. Sure. Um, but it, but that, the idea of I learned a lot. Or is politicians about, either, but go ahead. But that's, that's true. But that's what grown-ups do. Well, that all of that is true. I, I, I'm uh, Feud is a sign of weakness. And the whole point yeah. of, of this question, right, is to get – I've read plenty of stuff about, oh, it was, you know – Great first impressions of Mike McCarthy. Well, if you don't make a great first impression on the first day, it's a disaster. So I throw all that out. And that's why I wanted you guys, you guys impressions of of what laid below the surface. And I do think that's a good point, Kevin, that uh, if you don't acknowledge um, an implicit mistake, if you don't acknowledge that there were things I could have done better and that there were things that I wish I'd have done differently, but I feel like I'm going to apply that now. Uh, I don't think you take real accountability. You take as close as you can in the football world when you say, I've learned a lot, but th- there's no there's no real step forward in, in saying, I was accountable too. Um, uh, a lot of that's marketing. You just got a job. You want to come in and go, yeah, I really I really screwed the pooch on that one. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're going great. Hope they, hope yeah. they win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I look at them this year. <laughs> Clearly, I messed up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, and, and, and that's so, part I mean, of it. some of that, too. You, you, can't, you can't really market, hey, look, we got the guy who screwed up so bad. Now we got him. <laughs> right. Uh, what, have your, what have you, in your time, your brief time around him and, and what you've reported, what have you determined about Mike McCarthy? Well, is it, I'm like you. I'm, I'm amused when people say, oh, he won the press conference, and, which is a big phrase now in the NFL over the last five or six years. Wow, he won the press conference. Okay. I mean, look. You're, you're, Belichick and, has never won a press conference. Yeah. And, and people are saying, oh, well, it's just so, it's such a breath of fresh air after Jason Garrett and all this. And, and I understand that. But this press conference – is you're revealing small glimpses into your you're revealing the the meeting with Jerry a nice personal anecdote you're revealing that you know you're taking your daughters to volleyball practice and they're asking you to coach the volleyball team instead of 
uh, you know, go back to the NFL. I mean, you're you're talking about how you get a, a boat, you were on a boat in August, which you've never been on in your life because you're away from football. So, I mean, you're getting small glimpses and people go, oh, well, look, he, you know, he's showing, you know, he, he, this guy has a personality. He's he, It's a very low bar. You're not going to see that much after this. I mean, you, you, there just aren't going to be those settings. And and what did he do with every specific football question? Now's not the time to talk yeah, about that. Deflected it. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I, I think people who are thinking he's like this going he's going to be this big personality, I think some of that is just wishful thinking. Well, they want and the being other end of the death by yeah, they, they were want the other to death the by pen. Jason. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, if, if Jason could have come out there every week and given you guys the same answers and bored everybody to tears and it could have been great radio fodder just like it was and great jokes for us and in, uh, in print and if he won it would be endearing right mm-hmm. robotic jason sure. what a, oh he's, yeah what a cute no robot he is but he didn't win so it's you know it's sure. a flaw and people want to people want to swing to the other end of the pendulum they want they want either glaring jack ashes jack ash ish that's hard for you to say jack assery it's Jack Assery. Jack Assery. Jack Assery is an easier word to say of Belichick. Or, you know, they want gumbo and jambalaya from Coach O. You know, I think that the thing that – yes, and I think that's all right. I I think the – Can we – I want to get that on tape. The the impression (laughs) – no, the impression that I got from fans about him is that – and this is what people were saying to me. Uh, writing to me and tweeting me or they were mad about my initial uh, column about the uh, Mike McCarthy getting the job was that this is a guy who's going to take no prisoners. He's going to be a tough guy. I think they look at the, first of all, he's a big guy, right? He's a very imposing presence. Right. Certainly sitting on that stage he was. He, mm-hmm. he could have eaten Jerry and Stephen <laughs> both, it looked like. I mean, he's a big guy. And so I think people take something from that. You know, they, they like that. They think that this is a guy who's going to whip these guys into shape. This is a guy who's going to show some emotion. This is a guy, with, you know, and I don't. Yeah, I, but if they were going for that, they should have hired David Baker from the Hall of Fame. Big guy, <laughs> big emotion, right. big presence. Fake right? Babe Ruth. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, 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 that, but, my, but the, my point is, is that that's the thing they always, that's what they think about, you know, Garrett. When, when they lose, he's standing over there clapping. You yeah. know, he, he's, not, he's not being emotional. He's not being the right kind of emotional. It's just it's just happy emotion, right. and and they when they see this from from Mike McCarthy, they they construe that as oh this is going to be this is going to be better. Well, right. Mike Mike's going to be gruff. You know, people say I don't know that he's going to have display this this you know outgoing personality. No, I but, don't think so. But either. when he's upset by something, you're going to know it. He's right. a, a gruff sort of guy. He'll, yeah. he'll get it across. He'll be much more terse. Um, and uh, yeah, I, again, I'm just. Yeah, I, I found interest to do, and the the thing that rang through to me was like, you hear this phrase all the time. Well, he's just a ball coach. Mm-hmm. This guy is a coach, and a, yeah. a lot of how you define a coach is like tunnel vision and not a lot of outside interests. And okay, he gave the he gave the anecdote about being on a boat in August. Mm-hmm. Well, I was on a boat in August for the first time. <laughs> Everyone laughs. So well. Then, in some of the radio interviews that he does, that was one of the follow-up questions. And I was listening to him on the ticket, and it was like, uh, uh, well, you know, what would you do on the boat? Did you, did you go fishing on the boat? Was it? Did you go water skiing? Or I watched a preseason game. You know, it was just like, well, uh, you know, I was just out on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. okay, now what was like an endearing right. little – is like, 
Yeah. You yeah, can't even so say much. what you were doing on the boat. Right. And then the question was like, well, look, we know you went to the you went to the barn and, you know, you you know, drove the kids to school, had got spent a little more time with your family, but what about you? Were there any, you know, certainly you weren't watching film all of the time. Did you play golf? Did you go hunting? You know, occasional did you find, hunting yeah, trip. Did you find did something you that? Yeah. Go to the movies. You know what? What did you do? And and he said, um, "Well, no, I didn't pick golf back up. You know, I'd play golf, but I, I didn't pick golf back up." Yeah, that was the end of that. That was so. Yeah. So he didn't say anything, any hobby or interest that he you know indulged or embraced during his year off he just said no i didn't do golf and i was on a boat but i'm not really going to tell you if i was fishing or water skiing i think that's the point (laughs) and again it's not it's it's not like he was withholding anything i think it's just you know it's just part of that tunnel vision you know let me talk about what i I want to what i know about that's what you find with coaches and managers is that, that by and large they're not terribly interesting people right they're not interesting but i think part of that too is that they don't want to reveal that. or reflective right. or they, they, they don't want yeah. to talk about this is it's gone too far i said i was on the boat that's enough i don't need to say yeah. what i was doing i don't need to say i was playing golf i don't need to say if i was having hobbies because then they think that oh then people are going to say that's all this guy does right he's he, just around he's, and watches he's not yeah. focused yeah he's not focusing if he's watching law and order for you know 16 hours a day hey you know, hey that hurt a little bit close to home are you kidding my wife are you kidding <laughs> Uh, but, but that, that's the whole thing. It's just like, yeah, yeah, this, and that's, that's to me the classic, there's two things. There are coaches who, who have no idea what's going on, who the president is, mm-hmm. nothing. There, there, there is that guy. And then there's the guy that he, he's got some interest, but he doesn't want to talk about him because he knows that this will look bad. It'll come back to haunt me if I say this. Mm-hmm. So they just don't want to reveal very, very much. And that was certainly Jason, you know, a, sure. a, a man of many interests, a, a, a lot of things going on in his life. But he's not. I'm not talking about him. I'm not. I'm not going into all this with all of you guys. Yeah. Right. Here's. I mean. Yeah. Who? Well, we're and, and we Jason are. Jason Garrett, who would like do his laundry on Sundays at training camp, iron his shirts while watching Meet the Press. But you know, when <laughs> I love didn't want to talk that about great? that. Yeah, I know. Iron his skivvies. Iron yeah. Oh, good. good comment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's ugly. The man's now, out of a job, now. and you're making fun of him. Here you were. It's a good joke. Here you. It's not according to you. It's a good joke. That's Jason Garrett. He thinks it's a good joke. Okay. The guy can appreciate a sense of humor now. Now He's he can. Found some other interests. <laughs> now he can. Okay. All right. Let's let's move on. Let's move on to the uh, the uh, move on from Evan or move on. Yeah, that would be good. The compilation of a po- of a coaching staff here, and I gotta tell you, the the one that has really dumbfounded me mm-hmm. is is the Doug Nussmeyer deal. So so here you got um, John Kitna, who by all accounts did a really good job with Dak Prescott this last season. Really worked on his fundamentals, got him to do a lot of the things that people have been wanting him to do. Did a lot with his footwork. A lot with his footwork. McCarthy's a big footwork guy, too. Is he? Maybe his footwork's different. Well, maybe it is. <laughs> but but the, here's the thing I don't understand. So you so Kitna's still under contract, mm-hmm. uh, so he, that, that he's available, and, and, and yet – it's only that, available he's paid for he's paid for <laughs> yeah is that instead you go with the guy who was the tight ends coach now i know doug nussmeyer every place else he's ever been 
he was a quarterback's coach. Or an offensive or coordinator. Or an offensive coordinator. And that's what mm-hmm. he, he was a quarterback. So I yeah. get all that. And I'm so then I'm looking at the history and I'm thinking, well, maybe he's got a history with Mike of some kind. No history with Mike. Uh, so how do you come at it that the guy you keep on the offensive staff is not the quarterback's coach? You keep the tight ends coach and make him the quarterback's coach. Well, what, what surprised me, when Kellen Moore, when it's clear Kellen Moore is going to be part of this staff, I felt there was a good chance John Kitna would not be here because, really? well, my, my thought was McCarthy is going to spend a lot of time with Dak Prescott and develop a relationship with him. And how many, how many other people do you want in between? You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Do you want, do you want two? Do you want Kellen Moore and John Kitna? who were both here under Jason Garrett, who viewed the position probably a little differently in what you want done rather than what you do. So my thought was, you know, you're only going to want one person that had the tie to Jason because you're gonna, your message is going to be a little bit different. You don't want there to be any confusion. Not, not that there would be any, you know, any sort of – battle for the soul of Dak Prescott or something for to one system to another but but just for the sake of clarity and and just um you know getting everyone on board okay this is a slightly different from how we did it before can mm-hmm. we all agree let's let's do this sort of thing right. so from that standpoint it made sense and but then <laughs> like moving Nussmeyer over um but I, you know look Nussmeyer's been a coach a lot longer than John Kitna yeah um, he's coached in college. He's coached in the pros. Um, I, I think certainly uh, and McCarthy hasn't spoken to this yet. I, I think there's a good chance the staff is pretty close to complete right now. So I'm thinking maybe by the end of this week they might have something with, with all of the assistants and you'll get a little bit better idea into his thinking. Uh, right now no one's talking because everyone's scrambling to get the people they want so they don't want to, you know, right. divulge, you know. Um, but – so, so it'll be interesting to find out why he thought it was good to shuffle Nussmeyer over, um, you know. But, but I, I would think just standing back and looking at it, Nussmeyer certainly has a much more, a longer and more impressive uh, assistant coach resume than John Kitna does. Yeah. But, but Kitna was undeniable impact last year. There's no question. Yeah, and I, and I just think to me, it, it looks a little bit. We talked about the fact that he and, and you wrote about this fact that he was going to get to hire his own guys. You can bring in anybody you want as your quarterbacks coach, and you and you take the tight ends coach that was here. Yeah, and, and that just that just seemed odd to me. Unless he just knows the reputation of him because he was at places he's been at Florida and yeah. you know in college. Well, unless he, you're going to put Jason Witten in as the tight end coach, and he's going to retire. Yeah, well, and, and certainly, and I, and I and I made a note of that. If you want to make him the that coach and 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 uh, and Sean Lee the linebackers coach, yeah. if he decides to retire, I'm I'm good with both of those. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Uh, Why? What? I, I I get it because I think there were coaches on the field. You you do okay. Yeah. I mean, you think you, certainly Sean Lee was. Listen, I have all I have high regard for for both Witten and, and Lee, mm-hmm. um, and I'm all for the you know guys going straight from the field into coaching. Now, I think that you you're better able to communicate with guys. I just want to make sure that you both feel like they're they're qualified as, as coaching candidates rather than this is just the Jerry School of. Um, 
Well, promotions. Yeah, I get, that's a legitimate question. And, and I was going to ask Dave. The, the other part of that was going to be a, a, a cronyism question on some of these other hires. But yeah. but uh, address the. Uh, well, I mean, Jason Witten was up for the Tennessee job several right. years ago, head coaching job. So uh, people have long thought that he he was going to be a, a coach and 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 probably a head coach. I'm, I'm frankly, I'm a little surprised his name didn't get a little more circulation as, as Jerry could have done that. Uh, and I don't. I think Jerry put a kind of quashed that early on when he said, "I'm not taking anybody that we got to raise, you know, as a head coach." Check back in five to six years and see. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, right. absolutely. Um, but uh, but but specifically, I, I you know, Jason played the position so well, and he's such a good guy. Now he was a little selfish about wanting to be on the field all the time, uh, and and maybe to the detriment of the Cowboys at, at, at times as well. Um, but uh, now Sean Lee, to me, was just is a quintessential coach. I, okay. I, I just think that he's so he's so bright and works so hard and uh, is such a, a genuine guy. I, he's and I'm sure David would would say the same thing. Uh, one of my favorite guys to ever to talk to out there. He's just such a you know he gets it. He knows what he's supposed to be doing. He knows what you're supposed to be doing. And uh, it, it just it's just all good. Uh, I, I think Sean Lee I think Sean Lee would be a great coach. But uh, I'm st- so I'm, I'm stuck on this though again here. I mean because well, I let, think, me, let me just say, put it in your terms here. Why is Jeff Mathis uh, playing for the Rangers? That's a good question. Look, I th- I thought that that move was was a mistake all along. Um, and we'll get into that on on later on. And yeah, I think that there will be. Um, there will be a call for him as a coach because he's supposedly got those kinds of skills. Yeah. But the only thing, the only thing that bothers me is I think sometimes we 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 get these relationships with guys who are real well well spoken, and they we feel like the answers they give us to questions are real good, and we automatically feel like they're qualified to be coached. Not just part of it. I mean, you listen, you watch. Sean- I mean, communication clearly is a big, big yeah, part yeah, of it. Sure, but you you watch Sean Lee play especially. The reason he was so great, he was just so smart. Mm-hmm. You know, he he knew where every play was going. When he was – now, he's not as good as – the, the question is going to be, can he translate that to other guys? Well, and, sure. And, and clearly, you believe you believe he can. Yeah, I think he can because I think the other guys say that. I mean, the other guys talk about you know, the influence he's had on them and, and, and what he's done for them. I don't know. You know, these guys don't – they don't – if, you know, Sean Lee clearly to me has lost a step as a player. I mean, it's not just that he's been hurt so much; he's he missed a lot of tackles last year. Sure, uh, and, and you just never saw him miss a tackle. That was one of the great things about him was such a sure tackler, uh, making open field tackles. You know, all the time he 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 really missed a lot of tackles this year, or was not in position to make tackles he should have made, overran plays, just did very un-Sean Lee kind of things. But I, I do think that he has all the other, the other skills. That, you know, it's like uh, – and, and, and your point is a good one, but it's just like to me – I'll go back to another thing, like when Tony Romo – who in the world, other than – who was the guy that discovered him for CBS? Uh, whoever that guy was at a party talking to Tony Romo and says, oh, my gosh, this guy's going to be a star. All I know is that every time you talk to him in the in the locker room, any place else, he got a smirk on his face. He's sitting down. He's not presenting himself well. You know, it was. It's like there's nothing about this that says to me, "Oh yeah, this guy will be great." Yeah, we, and that that's, that brings up another aside. But you know, you've watched like the Belichick film break breakdowns on mm-hmm. the NFL Channel, 
and it's fantastic stuff, right? It's very enlightening, mm-hmm. engaging. You watched Saban last night on the CFB yeah. broadcast, and it's very insightful and very, and he's got a smile on his oh, face. Yeah. And it's like, who's this guy? Why is it so difficult for <laughs> right. you to do this now? We just have to deal with us. I think it, that we're yeah. the, the problem here. <laughs> well, I mean, clearly the, the media is viewed as, as the enemy, and we shouldn't be viewed as friends, but we should be viewed as somewhat respectably knowledgeable i would think most of the time except when guys are asking for kyle rudolph's gloves so they could put them on (laughs) ebay um david and uh, this is a question that i've always got you know on on building a baseball staffs now and i think we've seen we've we've gone away from this in in terms of how coaching staffs are built uh because they're the gms are much more involved than than the managers are but you know a lot of these guys that, that they've hired do have some connection to McCarthy. Yeah. Uh, do you see – Linebacker coach just came in and has been with them since 2016. I mean, you, 2006. Do you me. see yeah. cronyism there, or do you sure. see that these are the most qualified guys for this job at this point? Well, I think it also depends on where – I'll say the other side of that is he has no relationship with Kellen Moore, and he's content with Kellen Moore being his offensive coordinator. Is he content with Kellen Moore, or was he told you're taking Oh, no Kellen question Moore. he's content with Kellen Moore. Okay. okay. I mean, look, they. Uh, again, I, I equate this back to when Bill Parcells came in and Mike Zimmer was on the staff, and, and Jerry Jones said, look, I know you want to go to a different scheme. I know you think he's not versed in that scheme, but, you know, all we're saying is we like him a lot. He's under contract. You talk to him. If you don't want him on your staff, that's your call. But at least talk to him for us. We think you're going to be impressed. And Parcells talked to him, kept him on the staff, and and they remain close. I I, I bring he's this an, up. He's an NFL head coach now. So yeah, yeah, I bring this up because Mike Zimmer, after they were eliminated from the playoffs, said he's, he got on the phone uh, with Bill Parcells, and they had a conversation for more than an hour about how Minnesota could take the next step. So, I mean, they, they remain close, and that was – and Bill Parcells had no intentions of keeping Mike Zimmer. Right. So in this one, um, Jerry Jones said, and Stephen Jones said, I think we should start referring to it as the Jones family because Stephen Jones has a lot of input yeah, on this too. The Joneses. Um, you know, they told him, look, Kellen Moore's under contract. Mark Colombo's under contract. Uh, we think very highly of both of these guys. Um just talk to him and see what you think. Well, you talk to him. Kellen Moore, yeah, I, I think there's something there. We can, I can work with him. He can spark some ideas on me. Mark Colombo, well, I like him, but you know what? Joe Philbin, I've known Joe Philbin for a long time. He's been a head coach in this league. He's done offensive line. He's done offensive coordinator, so he has a better idea of the overall concept of initiative. So got a, he's got. There's no doubt about Philbin having a longer, a longer resume and, sure. and, and and all of that. The question is, the question still comes back to me always, and and, and I think well, you, is, you is, he not, is he not is he not qualified, or is he? qualified plus you have the comfort that he knows exactly what my system is and he, he, he can knows help my me key. he yeah. knows my keys what's gonna what's gonna resonate with me and and what won't and and there's there's certainly something to be said for that I just don't think that that the idea of well I'm just comfortable with this guy sure. should override oh I agree creative and young and I think if mind. you're really good at putting a staff together one I think when we talk about the, the reasons Jason is no longer the coach here 
I think he did a poor job of putting his staff together a lot of years. And I think a lot of that was because he didn't come up through the coaching co- you know, pipeline, so mm-hmm. he didn't have guys to turn to. Mm-hmm. All he could turn to were guys who basically coached him mm-hmm. you know, because of his uh, rapid rise up the, into his position. So I, I think that hurt them. Um, you know, I, w- I would say the composition of your staff – you have to have some guys, and they're probably going to be coordinators or your assistant head coach, obviously, who are very in tune with you and you've worked with for a long time. Um, but then, how do you flesh that staff out? I you go to Texas A&M and you get who's regarded as one of the up-and-coming secondary coaches in college football, and you pay him to get him on the staff, even right. though you've never worked with them. But you've talked to people who've had who trust him. You go out and you get another young guy here. You get an older guy here who has no, uh, doesn't want to, you know, walk, you know, climb the ladder anymore, it, but's content doing what they're doing. It's a lot like constructing an offense now, yeah, right? It I really mean, you'd is. like it to be sure. you, ideally, you'd like it to be balanced. You'd like some experience, and you you'd want like new voices guys. in there. Yes, and you'd like you'd like some new faces. You'd energy. like some energy. Sure. You'd also like some guys who know. Okay, this is when. To push on the coach, and this is when to to not push. But so. you can't have, you know, I, when you talk about cronyism and a coaching staff, I don't see that. You know, uh, I mm-hmm. I see crony cronyism to me is the NFL not making Eric Bieniemy a head coach. You know, this is the well guy, cronyism you, certainly. To, well, yes, that, I agree. That, that's clearly a case where. You, you, this that's guy straight is, out. I think that's actually straight out bias. Is is what yeah, that well, is? This I mean, guy this, has this, got. A, I think as we wrote, the Cowboys adhered to the Rooney rule, but not in the spirit, basically. No, they didn't. No. Uh, uh, but Because on the staff, first of all, there's a lot of things that go into all that. You don't want a guy who's going to be stabbing you in the back. You don't want a guy who's who, I don't know this guy. I don't know what he might say to the players. I don't know what he might say to somebody else. I don't know if he thinks he's going to get the job. You know, you got to make sure that you got to have an idea he's going to be loyal to you. So, and you get the teaching the right concepts and stuff like that. I mean, just to jump out of this into the baseball thing again, which is the the whole uh, you know AJ Hinch story that Alex Cora was doing this. It was all Alex Cora's idea, and AJ Hinch couldn't do something about it. Yeah, couldn't say to Alex Cora, "Stop it." We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll address we'll that. We that's, will, but that's but, the, but the whole point is, is that that clearly feels like you got no relationship with your bench coach. Uh, that just makes you as a, it just makes you look like a weak manager. Well, sure it does. Um, well, cr- cronyism would be. I would say everyone who was in the barn with Mike yeah. McCarthy winds up on the staff. Right. Yeah. True. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that would do it. And, to me, that's, what, that's no, how and, I would define I, it. And I'm not – in no way am I saying that, look, he's just hired a bunch of his buddies and that yeah. they're not qualified. But I do think that it's always important to go through this exercise with a new coaching staff and make sure that, sure. hey, you are looking for new ideas, yeah. not just the same old stuff because – if you're going to take the next step as a coach, a lot of times you've got to bring in some some yeah. new ideas and some and some fresh ideas. Comfort uh, to to use psycho you know a bunch of psycho bag. Well, here's the here's the comfort zone, and outside of it is everything where the growth zone starts. Right? Yeah, you just got to have enough guys. You know, you got to have enough of your guys on the stack. The staffs are so big now. You know, I'm old enough to remember back. You know, you had three or four assistants. You know, you didn't have ten. Or twelve or whatever. So if you could get if you can get three or four of your own guys around you that that make you feel comfortable to work with, then everybody else probably is. And the salaries are really. I I I was not aware of some of these assistant salaries in in college football. I mean, oh the, my god, the, the, the coordinators in the SEC. Well, yeah. not just court, the, the secondary coach that just got from A and M. He was making four hundred and fifty five thousand. Yeah. 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 
the uh, you know they're talking to Stan Drayton. Uh, well, the coordinator, you know, the coordinators at, in the SEC at, at are all making above a million. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. Well, five fifteen. But I mean, position coaches in college are making yeah. half a million now. Well, that's yeah, why but but we shouldn't be paying players. No, <laughs> but that's why everybody says that's what you know. That's why Lincoln Riley. Why would he take this job? He's already making you know uh, right. five and a half million dollars. You know, so. Uh yeah, true. A lot of money out there. All right, so let's uh, let's, let's let's wrap up and move on because we've got a lot of baseball to get to, and I we think do. we want to talk about the the national championship sure. game. Uh yeah, I will I will say you know we we don't know what kind of staff that Mike has put together yet. You know, there's no way of knowing mm-hmm. that. Uh, but uh, we will find out uh, next fall uh, how it translated. Uh, and and I think clearly that uh, there were issues uh, in, on the defensive side, not, not so much on the offense. I mean, they did a lot of things right. I thought that the offensive line underperformed. Uh, it, one of two things. Either this – with three pro bowlers, and but we know how that vote goes, but with three yeah. pro bowlers, that would suggest either you have the greatest offensive line in football mm. or it's the most underperforming line in football. Well, I mean, for the, the past three years, and I know there have been some injuries along the way, but for the past three years, I've been of the understanding that the Cowboys had the best talent in the offensive line in, in, in football. And they should have controlled the line of scrimmage basically week in and week out. And that did not happen. No. no. I, don't, I, I will say that I think that these guys are couple of them, especially Tyron Smith, are a little over the hill. I mean, I'm not saying he's over the hill. I'm saying he's crested. They're cresting. At, yeah. as a, they're, as a, they're getting to the back end. As yeah. a left tackle. Well, as we talked before, I've, okay, take this line at its best, go back four or five years. Ezekiel well, Elliott's rookie year probably began. Yeah. So go back four years. You know, Tyron Smith, if not the best left tackle in the game, top three, no question. Sure. Now, he's top Five, six, seven—you know—but he's still in that conversation. Sure. Uh, Travis Frederick was undoubtedly top one-two center back then. Now coming back off this, mm, top tier. Maybe. But I, I think you yeah. would say so. That's it. So there's a slow each each of them. Sure. There's some erosion. There, yeah, right? yeah. And so now suddenly, yeah, the same nucleus together when they were the best offensive line in 2016. Well, guess what? This is 2020. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, time moves on. Yep. And it Just moves like on quickly when you're an offensive lineman yeah. Yeah. in the NFL. All right, and time moves on quickly for the podcast yes, because sir. I think we need to go. We need to talk about some Rangers additions. We need to talk about some Astros subtractions. Um, and we need to talk about uh, the national championship college football game from last night, uh, which would be Monday night. So um, until then, which basically is going to be another minute from now. <laughs> so long, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Cowboys Ballsy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our weekly episodes on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search the Ballsy with a Z podcast. Until next time, sports fans, we'll see you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 